And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 180, uh, a.k.a. season two, episode 48, uh, coming at you this Saturday morning. As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since this is your live call-in show, uh, those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So what is going on with you this week, MC? Oh, well, I got in an argument on Facebook again. Me too. Uh, What was yours about? It it, it happens uh, quite frequently. Um, No, actually, it wasn't that big of an argument. Um. And I, I forget how it started. Oh, wait. So it started over uh, someone told me I should uh, – uh, they had a meme and, and, and some famous guy saying you should uh, respect the office of the presidency no matter oh, who's in it. And I was like, uh, not me. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, you know, and, and – Disrespect I, the office no matter who's in it. I've said this before, and that is, if they were actually following the rules in the Constitution, I probably would have never known uh, anything other than, you know, the government and how it works, and and everything would be just fine. Um, I, I it, it would because the government would be so small, I just wouldn't care about it. Right. I would be doing I would be doing other things and not worrying about what the government's doing. Um, but it's so bad; it's like it has to be countered. It has to be shut down. Like yes. it's just it's it's corrupt, and I don't think it can. Uh, I you know I don't think it can, it can there there can be a system that doesn't become corrupt. Um, you know maybe uh, somebody will implement one somewhere else, uh, or you know maybe there could be a civil war and somebody can imp- implement one here, uh, in maybe a smaller area or something like that. Um, but still still waiting for you know somebody to you know do it better. Um, yep. or do it right um so yeah once upon a time uh we had we had a supposedly uh limited government and uh it's not so much anymore and so that was my that was my big uh argument was that you know uh you know we don't have what what we were promised um and and maybe that was due to uh the creation of the constitution there were certainly people that helped write it that were uh, against liberty. Um, you know, they, they put things in it like the, the Commerce Clause, and then they say, oh, well, that means the government can do anything. Um, and obviously that makes no sense if you're, if, you know, if, you have, if it's supposed to be a law, then it's supposed to be specific. <laughs> you, you would know? think. You would think. <laughs> and so it's not a law. It's, uh, and if it's a bad it's law, a, it still should not be followed, no matter how specific it is. So either the Constitution is a law or it's just wishful thinking, you know. <laughs> so that's, and so that's what it is now. It's just wishful thinking that it that it means anything anymore. Um, I like Mark Stevens' definition. It's just four pieces of paper that nobody bothered to sign. That nobody bothered to sign. Well, it, yeah, because in 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 his in the way Mark Stevens looks at it, it's it's not a contract because if you look at all the signatures. They're not parties to the contract. They're witnesses of the contract. Oh, sure. And I, I don't think it's a contract. I think it's, I think it's a law. Um, right. But even, even the, even the quote unquote signers didn't d- signed it as, as witnesses, right? right. Not, a, not as parties to or followers of or any way associated with the document. 
they just oversaw that the document now exists. Sure. So whether it's a contract or law, it applies to no one because there's there's no party signatures on it, only witness signatures. Mm, I don't know. I don't know how you establish law besides force. So, um, beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if if we say, you know, the, the idea was that okay, rule by law, not not by uh, men, men or or powerful people or whatever, um, that that there's supposed to be rules that everybody's, you know, is supposed to apply to everybody. And obviously they don't. So my um, social contract. So I guess, uh, so anyway, the, the nice gentleman provided a, a link to a video, uh, that described very, very articulately, um, what types of government there are. And he basically whittled them down to two, um, because all the other governments, uh, basically dissolve into these two things. And, and so what he came down to was uh, a republic and an oligarchy. Those are okay. the two things. Cause like, like, uh, so he would say um, totalitarianism or what, what's the other word for that? Authoritarianism? Uh, um, where there's one ruler. Monarchy? Monarchy. It uh, doesn't really exist because, you know, he's, it's not just one guy. It's He's got you know all these different offices and a whole bunch of people to support him, and it all comes down to money. Dukes and the lords. It all comes down to money, so it's it's basically an oligarchy. Um, um, even though there's one guy, you know, at the top or whatever. Um, so, and and I kind of agree with that, and, and you know, the, the opposite way, uh, uh, total total anarchy. Um, he said he would he would uh, it doesn't last very long. So if you have anarchy, somebody will come in and and uh, you know impose their will, and and you, you you'll get one of the other forms of government uh, eventually. Um, That's always a big sticking and, point for me. The eventually. Sure, and but you know I I kind of look at it. Maybe there's only one form of government, um, which is uh, oligarchy, um, because that's what. The, the U.S. government is kind of, you know, turning into it's <laughs> it's uh, ruled by the people that, that that have the power and screw everybody else. So, um, and so I, I would say it's, uh, you know, if 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 you look at everything on a, on a time scale, then everything is shifting and moving around. And so, what, what I guess what I would say is, what what I focus on is is my individual self. And so I could say I'm an anarchist and I would like everybody to live the way I do and everything would be just fine. Um, so you want to impose your way of life on everybody else? Is that it, MC? But but obviously everybody else is not going to do that. And so the whole world is going to go through their phases of, you know, stages of government, you know, be, be it somewhere in between anarchy and, and a republic or between uh, totalitarianism and an oligarchy uh, or democracy or socialism, you know, all, all these different phases that they're going through constantly. Um, and I guess what's important to me is not to uh, try to, I guess, move those around so much and just practice, you know, my own philosophy. So um, I, that's to me, that's what anarchy means to me. Um, so, so when they say, oh, well, well, how, how would things work, uh, in, 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 if there was no government, it was just complete anarchy. 
And my answer is I, I don't care. Like, <laughs> just, yes, <laughs> we would find a way. <laughs> um, and, and if not, then we would have some, there would be some type of government, you know, that's just, just how it is. So, or hopefully not. Uh, that was, that was kind sure, of my I mean, point with my friend last week, you know, when, when he was trying to like pin me down. Well, unless you can come, unless you rich can come up with a better way on how to, on how to achieve my goals, right. Then I'm going to stick with the state. And I, it, I, I, you know, I have to make it clear to him that I, I don't know. It's not my responsibility, and I don't care, right? Your goals are your goals. My only, cl- my only point is that you should at least attempt to achieve them, um, without stealing from people, without using force, fraud, or coercion uh, against other sure. people in order to achieve those ends, right? Any, right anything right, else, right. I don't care. Not, you know, and I have my own goals. And that's kind of what my, my plan was. If like, if I had a plan to end the government. It would just be to get people to find ways to do things without the government. Yes. And and hopefully, you know, there's there's a town in Mexico that doesn't have any government. Um, I don't know how that works. I know they have a checkpoint because I saw it in the YouTube video. I don't know how that gets funded. <laughs> um, but they keep the politicians out. Um, so uh, obviously, they have found ways to do things that. that uh, doesn't require government. Um, I don't know how scalable that is, and I don't know how long term that is. I don't know, you know, you know, maybe the U.S. Uh, uh, drops some Moabs on them, a mother of all bombs, um, and and ends it, you know, as it's trying to get started. I I don't really know, but uh, that's one of those things. Like I was saying, like over time, who knows what it's going to turn into. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah. Anyway, the. the my, my plan is to get everybody to at least recognize the people that don't want to participate. And so giving people the, uh, the ability to opt out, I think, is uh, very critical. I think if somebody doesn't want to be a part of your system, you shouldn't put them in, in prison. I think you should just leave them alone. Um, and there's actually very few of us out there. It's not like um, everybody is going to become an anarchist it'd be like hey uh you know we don't want to participate at all in your craziness um that there's there's so few of us that um i it's so non-threatening that actually i don't think we are um uh, targeted that much i guess i've got i've got a hypothetical question for you then because i i can see this argument forming in the minds of the socialist Right. If, if the socialist comes up to you and says, well, if we allowed people to opt out of our system, mm-hmm. MC, right, then all the wealthy people would just opt out. Yeah, they do we, anyway. And then we wouldn't have a system where the, the poor and the middle class can survive uh, because they're not being, you know, they're, they're, there's no one left to steal from. So there, there would be a greater number of people opting out if we were allowed to because all the wealthy people would take their wealth with them. Um, and not give back to the system. How would you How would you answer that? Um, I I really I don't know yet. I haven't thought about it that much. But like off the top of my head, um, there's a lot of rich people that that do take advantage of the state. And so when I say opt out, that means you can't use the state to you know get what you want. Um. So you, you think they may stay in the system and just pay their tribute as a reciprocity for being allowed to make more money? Sure. Yeah. 
still seems fair then, right? That that would be like a voluntary taxation, right? Like you know what it's, you're paying for. It's well, it's kind it's kind of like, um, I, I, this is probably a bad example. It's it's not like I've really thought about this, but like, <laughs> let's say Microsoft or something, you know? Okay. Um, they might use the state for intellectual property rights, right? Right. And so if they were going to opt out, then the state would be like, uh, yeah, you're on your own with that. If you know, if you <laughs> sell a piece of software and somebody steals it, you know, <laughs> we don't care. Like this, none of our business. <laughs> if somebody right. copies it or whatever. So for for Microsoft, the state might be required uh, for them to make money, and so they they'd have to opt in, um, or or find another way of you know protecting their their IP. Okay. Um, I mean that's that's just one example. Um, I'm, I'm no, sure I, I could come up example. with more, more over time. But you know, similar things to that. Um, but you know, somebody who's selling lemonade on the corner is like, you know, it, unless you can prove I hurt somebody with my lemonade, um, stay out of my way. <laughs> you know, like okay. I think that's, I think, I think most people would would be, you know, okay with that. Um, okay. And there, and there are some property issues that go along with that. You know, if you have a, a business center where everybody else is paying for uh, their their corner or whatever, and somebody comes along and tries to not, you know, tries to undercut them by not paying for any of the land, um, that that would cause a conflict between uh, businesses. Um, okay. And so they, you know, you'd have to. Uh, and and that part of that problem is is the idea that there's actually public space, uh, and that again is is a government created problem, right? Yes. If everything was if everything was private, then you wouldn't have a guy show up on, with a, uh, a hot dog stand and, and sell hot dogs. Uh, right. There would be unclaimed homesteadable land. Right. And yeah, so he'd have to go find some other place that's unclaimed or right. cheap enough rent, or he could rent a corner from one of the store owners and be like, yeah. I'd like to sell hot dogs here. Can I, I could also I see a first come first serve commons type of situation where it's not, it's not worth the financial burden to like to, to build up um, or claim or maintain for any one individual. So it's just left, you know, left naturally, but for a small lemonade stand to set up, you know, I wouldn't call it public. It's just not worth, it's not worth the financial burden to privatize. So it's just whoever, you know, whoever gets there uses it first. And when they take off, you know, then it, it frees it up again. Right. Sure. Like a, a, a roaming homestead, I guess, is for lack of a better term for the concept. Yeah. yeah. So there's all kinds of problems and solutions to them. Um, but, but yeah, I think uh, it, it, for the, for the short term, um, like all, all the people I associate with, like have no problem with me, you know, doing things for myself, um, and doing things for, for other people, you know, with my own free will, like, um, a, a socialist would definitely have a problem with that. You know? Yes. Cause it's not for the collective MC. It's not for the community. Yeah. You think that you're better than the community by deciding yes. what to do with your own funds. Yeah. And, and so if I decide that, okay, I'm going to help out two or three people, and, 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 you know, that's, that's all that I need to do. Um, somehow that's, somehow that's worse than other people that, that really suck at life and can't 
take care of even their own kids, right? <laughs> yes. You must help that's, them out that's too. That's different. <laughs> yeah. I have to take care of everybody's kids and you know, not just the the the, the children that 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 I care about, you know. <laughs> um and that's the thing. I think I think if everybody it's basically really paying into public it, schools. If everybody really put their mind to it and took care of just one other person, like everybody in the world would be taken care of. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I don't want to break the math down on that, but yeah, if you if you just if you if you voluntarily help out others, you know, because that's and, I, and I'm not saying just you. I'm not just saying just help, but actually like completely provide for one other person. Okay. Um, you know whether and so if let's say there's one person that only needs like fifty percent of their life taken care of, then you could take care of two people fifty percent. Okay. You know, help them out, and so that that's what I mean is. I mean, if everybody really put their mind to it, they could actually, you know, uh, give uh, another person like a free ride, basically. Okay. Um, whether they need it or not, they, I mean, that could be accomplished. Okay. Um, and I think it could be accomplished pretty easily, especially in a free market. Okay. Um, with the market we have now, it's like, you know, when you when you pay for these socialized programs, you not only have to help the people that you're trying to help, but you also have to pay for the people that are helping them the and their lives. And, and not only, not only the people that are actually providing the help, but you have to help the, the, the people that are making the, the, the laws for those people and, and the people that, and it just goes on and on. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like the military budget, like, like 90, 95% of the budget goes into like personnel, uh, helping, the actual war fighters and right. very little goes to, to the actual people that, you know, are kicking down doors or whatever. Um, it's just horribly inefficient. And on top of that, it's destructive <laughs> and immoral and all that. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing how, how things balloon uh, when you have to account for every single piece that, that goes into sending one person off to fight. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous and financially nonsense, right? And ethically and morally nonsense as well. Yeah, but the, the reason why I bring up the military because it's it's like a hundred percent hundred percent socialism. Like they don't they produce zero value. <laughs> Actually, they produce it, it, negative, negative value. Yeah, because they destroy <laughs> things. And not, not only that, but they make the U.S. look bad. Like they sure they they uh, they're protecting our freedoms. They they make the U.S. look strong, like oh wow, they look how much how rich they are. They are able to afford this really expensive you know military, um, more than the rest of the world's military combined. It's, it, it's it's very impressive in that way. But but when people start analyzing what they do with it, then they're like, oh man, those guys are just assholes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, it, it, but it also gives capitalism a bad name because they think we're capitalists, and they think that's what capitalism is is uh, military dominance, um, and that's not the case. That's that's really, I think, uh, and I I could be wrong about this, but after the creation of the Federal Reserve, it allowed the the military industrial complex to spiral out of control. Um, yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, I, I guess if you, I mean, if you if you look at the wars, I mean, how how many wars were we in before 1913, where we were. Uh, uh, invading other countries 
I mean, yeah. I, I'm not really that good on my history on my feet, so I'd have to research that. But um, I was I would assume not that many. <laughs> well, and and funding the wars prior to that was prohibitively difficult because they had to sell like war bonds, you know, and sure. and current and was the Confederate currencies that went under because the they inflated themselves out of control in order to in order to fund like the Civil War, and then just yeah. You know, same same thing, but with with the with the central bank continuously pumping money in and and having it available on loan, everything everything inflates and get more expensive. Um, but because they're central and oversees all the other banks, no other banks like go out of business funding all the wars. So they can they just you know that's why there's trillions of dollars of debt, um, and yet the wars continue because there's there's no there's no expedience to pay any of that back or expectation to pay any of that back. Um, and yet they can still use those paper notes from the Federal Reserve to fund the war machine without worrying that the, the Federal Reserve is going to collapse at some point. Yep. So anyway, back to my point, and then we'll end it. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. what what type of government seems to be imposed or what level between totalitarianism and, uh, and anarchism there is. Um, you know, fr- freedom is is important for for everybody. Um, uh, <laughs> the 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 monarch would 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 believe that too because he has the most freedom. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Some. So I think it would be ideal for you know nobody to have more freedom than than the next person. Um, but uh, yeah. So that is is that a good idea? Everybody should have the same amount of freedom, which is. You know, no rulers. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. Um, and so, so there's a there's a couple of discussions. Here's the thing: because because I'm still out of work, uh, injured, um, you know, from the the surgery that I had a couple weeks ago, I I find myself spending more time on Facebook than I would if I was working. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but I do have a, a a buddy of mine, and we were we had a he he's definitely a friend, um, and and he's of similar mind, maybe not a hundred percent all the way there yet. Um, but close enough where I don't necessarily argue with him. Right. So I'm not, I'm not considering this an argument, but we were, we were having a discussion, um, on Facebook. Um, and I like, I just, I openly conceded because he, he sends me, you know, uh, all these like anti-cop, um, posts, like he's kind of, he's kind of there, right. <laughs> he, he's, he's at least there. Um, and he sent me one about the, the actress who like the, you know, got killed by the police. Um, oh okay yeah and then he sent like some vomit emojis as is like damn that's a lot of vomit he's like there's a lot of things to vomit out uh, about out there and then he saw he brought up the idea of like one of the most important things like one of the biggest things that is like vomit worthy is the idea of conformity right like that that to him above all else is i'm gonna you know cringe worthy um in his world i was like well i'm not i'm not even gonna argue with that man like that's you know i can see that and he got excited because I like there was there was no argument from Rich for a change, um, sure. But then we got into the idea of of conformity um, and anarchism, and I I, I want to tie this to your original point of of being on the spectrum a little bit. Um, and he was like, "Well, what do you consider the the main difference to be?" And I said, um, "the the reason anarchists are currently looked at as nonconformists." Um, is because the current society is so status and so fucked up that there's no other way to like to advocate for peace than to not conform 
with the outright violence and threats and thefts that happens in regular society, right? And if, and if regular society moved and swayed um, toward a, a more voluntary existence, or even like you said at the beginning of the conversation, MC, a more constitutional existence, right? Then the, the rise of the anarchists um, may not have been as prolific, even though it's small uh, in scope on, on the grand scheme of things, right? Like that term wouldn't even be bandied about um, if we lived a more uh, a more peaceful uh, existence with each other as human beings, right? There's there's no there would be no reason to even have the term no rulers anarchists. What are they doing, right? If if there weren't anyone trying to lord over us, we we are, or, or we are slash I am uh, a response uh, to the overbearing state uh, and the overbearing si- uh, system of violence and threats thereof against you know my life, liberty, and property. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of where I, I, that's kind of what I was thinking when I heard your, um, your talk about like where, where we're at on the spectrum, right? Are, are we, are we more towards the anarchist side of the spectrum? Are we more to the, uh, authoritarian, um, you know, side of the spectrum politically in this country? Does it matter? You know, what can we do as anarchists to, to move in that direction, um, or to sway, you know, to swing back, uh, towards more voluntarism? Uh, and, and to and to more anarchy, where we wouldn't have to be looked at as nonconformists. We would just be regular people going about our average every day to day lives, um, and we wouldn't have to scream right taxation is theft, uh, and write that in the tip box at the restaurant, right? If everyone had an understanding of what that already was, right? There would we wouldn't have to push back. Um, and I, I I always like to think that even if taxes were like you know uh, the British level of like you know one to three percent, um, I like to think that I would still fight against that one to three percent. Um, but at the same time, right, it would be so little that it it may not cross the threshold of of being worth the fight. So you go, eh, it's okay, it's one to three percent, and I'm not you know not gonna die over that, right? But the, there comes a point where it, it pushes beyond um, the, the limit for you as an individual or me as an individual where we go, no, no, I've had enough and I'm pushing back now. Right. You, you can take no more um, from me. And so the other the other um, handful of discussions that I had on Facebook was was surrounding that very ideal. Right. The, the, the very idea that theft uh, is an accepted part of society. Um, you know, I, I had one gentleman even even throughout the line, like, you know, basically uh, to paraphrase, like this is the price we pay for a civil society. Right. And I go, what? theft, theft and thievery and stealing is is, you know, part of civil society. And I went, what, what about how about like live and let live and do no harm? Right. Doesn't doesn't that sound more civil to you? Um, and then he basically went on to say, like the the Scandinavian European model. Um, is the ideal model for society where you're you're always you know where it's almost full socialism but pushes back a little bit to conservative and like teeter totters uh, right on the borderline of full so, full democratic socialism as like the ideal way like this is the best way you can lay out society uh, is to like to have almost all the theft right to steal as much as you can from as as many people as possible that's that's like his ideal world. And I, uh, that's where the discussion pretty much ended um, with him, because I, because I, I go like, well, it's still stealing, man, you know, like, <laughs> what, what, what is it, what is it well, with the idea of stealing for those people? So, for, so where know? is, 
where is the cognitive dis? What's the word? Dis- dissonance? Is that mm-hmm. the right word? Um, yes. Where does where it break down for him? Because, or where does it start with him? Because, um, you know, if you're against the cops, and okay, to be fair, this was I mean, two separate discussions, so not not the same guy. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I missed it. So, so my my one friend is anti-cop, and we got into the discussion of of nonconformity and anarchism. And then I had a separate discussion with a different guy uh, on the whole taxation is theft thing um, with with Donald Trump. So there's um, with with my one buddy, it's hard to it's hard to tell where the breakdown is because we don't get into um, like I he's a friend. Right. So I kind of let him lead the discussion and I make my points along the way. Um, And we never really there's because he's on like his anti cop phase. Right. There's no, there's no, um, there's no, there's no argument to be had with him yet. Sure. Right. I, I think at one, uh, I'm trying to scroll here. Um, I think at one point, you know, um, you know, he, he, he again was like, you know, anti Jones act, um, and you know, anti minimum wage, but for practical reasons, right? Like, you know, if, if we eliminate the Jones act, then goods are cheaper here in Hawaii. Then we don't have to pay a higher minimum wage and people can still afford things. Yeah. Right. So I so I had to point out was it's not just a practical application, right? It's the moral aspect of it as well, right? There should be no Jones Act, and there should be no minimum wage because there should be no force coming from the state imposing their will on anybody else, right? So with with him, there's common ground, and I can shift him in the direction of you know more liberty, more anarchy, yeah. um, <laughs> because he sees the practicality but not the morality yet. Yeah, the the real minimum wage is zero. Should be. No, I mean it just it just is. It doesn't oh. matter what they say. Like oh, because if, people won't have jobs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your wage is zero if if they say it's seven, and you can't work for anything be, between zero and seven, then it's and zero. You're not worth if, seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it's zero. If you're not worth seven, um, it's. I mean, it's. So yeah, it's wishful thinking that you can that you can regulate something like that. Absolutely. But they but they do right. But they, so they so the state right. This this is kind of a, a microcosm of Trump's um, of, of Trump's like tariffs, t- uh, uh, so tariff plan, right? Is you know you 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 set the minimum wage too high, then people are unemployed. Right. So those now making the minimum wage get taxed higher to pay for the unemployment and the welfare benefits of those who can no longer work. And it just transfers it, you know, and scoots it on down the line. Right. Where it's same same thing with Trump's, you know, ta- we talked about this uh, was it last week. Yeah, definitely last week where, you know, he, he puts tariffs on foreign goods. Right. And then they, the, the foreign countries rebound with tariffs on on American goods. And then you end up having to subsidize the, you know, the, the American-made goods because they, they can no longer afford to produce it uh, because of the tariffs that they have to pay to export, right? So it's just it's, – it's a, it's, it's a numbers game uh, in, in the real sense of the word and that they're just playing with the numbers, right? They're just, they're just yeah. moving financials around uh, but not really getting anywhere. And if you just remove the tariffs and you remove the subsidies and let the market uh, determine its natural course – well, then you might find that you save a whole bunch on both ends of the spectrum, um, because now American work, you know, American goods can can be value priced 
Um, and, and American consumers can buy foreign goods at cheaper rates, which means they can afford to spend more of it and have more disposable income available to them um, for other things. All right. And it's always uh, it, it, it's, again, the, the socialists only looking at one outcome um, of the uh, of the policy effect and not looking at the second, third, fourth, fourth level outcomes of that effect. Right. They, you know, the, the opportunity cost, uh, if we can use that term uh, of those policy actions. So, so to bring it back to, to the guy, the, you know, the socialist who wants, you know, democratic socialism as the ideal, um, there's, definitely a cog- there's definitely cognitive dissonance in his world um, because he, he, just like most of them, right, they don't acknowledge the theft, right? They, they blow past it as the, as the crux of the argument, right? We go like, well, you're stealing from person A to give to person B, Right. Like you can't that's that's an undeniable fact. Right. That's an undeniable fact of of, you know, status programs and socialist programs and and any sort of government program is in order to operate. You must take from one person and give to another. And in that process, you know, it's theft because the, the one person, the person you're taking from would not give it voluntarily. And if they would give it voluntarily, then you being the middleman are irrelevant. So, we, you know, it's it's you know, a priori, a theft, and they gloss over that. Their, cog- their cognitive dissonance causes them to gloss over the fact that it's theft, and so they, they either deny that it's theft, right? Well, it's not theft, it's taxation, right? Get your terms right, Rich, right? It's not, we, we have a term for that type of, of money transfer, and we're not going to call it theft, right? Because deep within their soul, right, they know that theft is wrong, uh, and so they can't justify their programs if, you know, and they can't align that with their value system if they have to call it theft, um, number one, or, right, or they, they, they just don't acknowledge it, right? They just, they skip over it, right? They go like, well, this, this is necess- uh, necessary for a civil society, right? In order for us to all get along, there must be those who are taken from and those who are, who receive the, the goods of which were taken. Right. They, they go like, look, look at the ideal societies in the world and look how much theft they have. And there's a balance. Right. There's a balance in the system between too much and too little theft going on. And that if we can hit the sweet spot, then everyone benefits. Right. Every everyone benefits if we can find the sweet spot uh, for how much theft is allowed in, quote unquote, civil society. Right. And that's and that's, again, um, how how they justify it because I think deep down uh, they know that theft is wrong um, outright but but if, but if we can find a good benefit for it right if we can steal from people and then give it away to school children right or if we can give it away to, to health care for old people right well then then yeah it's theft but it's okay because we're doing good with the money Right. So there, there's there's always a disc. There's always a disconnect. But I think deep down, they all know that the, the actual theft is wrong, which is why there's the, the need to justify it away somehow to reconcile um, their policy proclamations uh, with their with their core human moral ethics systems. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, so rumor has it uh, you got an argument on Facebook also. Well, that, that was that was part of it. So, like, I've I've been okay. in a, a few different ones, um, but it's still. So, I lost. I lost before this one. I lost. A, I lost yet another friend uh, on Facebook be, for the for the same reason, 
right? The inability to comprehend um, that taking something from someone is theft. So uh, the, the big news from all, all my libtard friends, uh, quote unquote friends on Facebook, was uh, Donald Trump not giving people raises, right? We, he has cut off all federal raises <laughs> for citizen and civilian employees. And the, 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 the claim from the left was that we are unable to afford these raises uh, because of all the tax breaks that Donald Trump gave all his rich friends. Um, and so I merely, again, have to point out um, that, that giving someone a tax break uh, is not actually stealing money from those who would have received the benefits from that stolen money, right? Stealing, stealing money for, uh, excuse me, not stealing money from person A and then not giving that not stolen money to person B is not stealing money from person B, right? It was never person B's to begin with. Um, so these people, these people, these, uh, you know, lefties on Facebook think that somehow person B is entitled uh, to the money that uh, originally belonged to person A and that letting person A keep their own money is somehow stealing, you know, stealing the raises uh, that person B, that all the person Bs were going to get. Um, and so it's, it's, it's another one of those weird predicaments where I'm not defending Trump, right? I don't, I don't, I don't like him. I don't respect the office of the presidency. Um, but facts are facts. Uh, and, and we have to, uh, in, 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 in my world, right, terminology is extraordinarily important um, because that's, that's, where, that's where the cognitive dissonance in their world starts to, to, to manifest, right? Uh, in their world, it's okay to steal from person A if you're doing good with it by giving it to person B. Um, and all of a sudden, if person B receives no benefit, um, you know, because the, the benefit goes back to person A, then you're stealing from that person. And I go, well, that's, that's backwards, right? It has to be pointed out that that is factually backwards. That is, that is the opposite of what's really going on. Um, and so, so it manifested with me losing a friend when I pointed that out, right? And she was like, oh, you, you don't have human compassion. I go, well, you're right. I don't. I, 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 I lack compassion for those who would steal from others in order to benefit yet another, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, I, don't, I don't care if you hang the thief, you know, from, from the yard arm or whatever, right? I don't, I don't care if you leave him out. Or, or you put them down, right? Those, those, those people are deserving of consequence for, for their thievery, um, you know, and, and I, don't, I do not want to get into the whole, like, proportionality of the crime argument. Um, so don't give me any of that. We can, we can have that at a separate time, and I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be on your side on that. I do believe, you know, proportionality um, when, it comes to, when it comes to justice. Uh, I'm not one of those, like, you know, um, shoot the trespasser and caps if the little girl picks daisies off your yard, you know, out of your yard. Not one of those. Um, but still, right, if, if, some, if someone's outright advocating theft and actually stealing from you, um, you know, the, the defense of that is, is definitely authorized uh, in my book. And I don't have compassion for the person doing the stealing. I just don't. It's, it's, not, it's not in me to do it. Um, so, that, so, so that's where that discussion ended but but again it's it's a discussion with one person but indicative all over the place right so multiple people what i did uh i I looked up that person and i and i i sent them the message about uh, how much the federal employees make on average which is like 20 grand more 
uh, or 30 grand more than, mm-hmm. yeah, 30 grand more than, uh, yeah, it was like 89,000 and 59,000. Yeah. Then, yeah. So a lot more than, than people in the private sector make. Um, so people in the federal government don't really need a, uh, a pay raise, um, comparatively. Um, but my other comment about that was, is, is that the taxes are high. So when you make around 90 grand a, a year, uh, taxes are, are pretty high. Uh, so what they really need is a tax break. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't, I will, I will say that it's, it's odd. It's already odd that members of the state and members of the federal government pay taxes at all. Like that's another math game that makes no sense. You just you just make less money, sure. right? If, if if you make ninety thousand and you pay you know forty percent of that in taxes, what's well, not that you pay in? You, it's not that you're you're productively paying into the tax bill, yeah. you know, of thirty six thousand. It's just yeah. that you're making less because yeah. you, you come well, your, your I, paycheck I comes from the same pool. I think it's funny that the whole tax situation because there's an actual. And, an employment tax so the the employer has to pay a tax on every person that they hire and and then they pay you but you pay the tax also so then it's it's uh you know every person that they hire is basically double tax and, and yeah. the other thing is if 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 they say you're making 90 grand a year and you're only taking home 50 grand a year you're not actually making 90 grand a year you're only making 50 <laughs> yes as a federal employee yeah well well either or um if if you all you take home is 50 grand then that's all you take home like it's uh you know the rest of your time is just working for the state um and that's the way it should be viewed oh yeah that's why that's why uh one of the i forget the name of the organization but they have uh, tax freedom day which gets pushed more and more further out each year right where it's it's the the last day of the year that the average percentage of taxes you've worked for is like paid to the federal government, right? So it was like April and then May. I don't know where it, when it was this past year, um, but like for the first four to five months of the year, if you calculate, if you take your total pay for the year, you've worked five months just to give that money to the federal government, and then the rest of the year is the money that you, you're working for you, right? And so if you eliminate that aspect of it and you keep even more of your money, well, you know. Good, good for businesses, good for consumers, uh, not just because you have more to spend, but you'll be spending it on things that are of value to you um, rather than things that are of value to the state. MC? Roger. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? No, that, that was pretty much it. Just, just the fact that, the, the, again, it's so frustrating that they have to skew and twist words and language in order to fit their narrative, right? He, Trump, Trump, Get cut well, taxes for rich people, and now he can't pay poor people, or, yeah, you know, but you, or middle class. You people. also have to understand where they're coming from, and and I I kind of understand because I have the same feelings towards uh, you know if if Hillary Clinton would have won, um, it would just be never ending for me the you know the hate and the uh, the uh, the disgust, um, and I think that's what it is. Um, so there's people that that see Trump as, as the president and they're just disgusted. They're like, like somehow it's rubbing off on them. Right. Like they can feel it like oozing out. And, uh, and, and so like when, once you get to that point, like anything he says or does, if somebody says, 
oh, he he did something and it has a negative effect because uh, some people won't get raises. Well, then it's automatically true and vile and, you know, and it's it's the worst thing possible. And so there's you can't really argue with those type of people uh, about something that Trump did because, well, it's Trump, <laughs> you know, like anything yeah. he does is bad. And that's um, and that's why I try to eliminate the Trump aspect from it. And I'm not like a Trump supporter. I just want to focus on the language. Right. I just want to focus on the, the yeah. mere facts of the matter. Not not that Trump did it, but that any time yeah. that you let person A keep more of their funds, it's not actually so, stealing from person B, even if Hillary so Clinton as, were to were to have enacted the same policy as, the right as an appeal as an appeal to, to her, uh, this person, uh, because um, I don't know if I should say he or she, but um, they they Z. they yeah. Z believes that um, that uh, it, it's it's a money issue, right? And so, a, a, an appeal and an towards entitlement issue, the the anti anti greed aspect of it, because what what she was thinking was that it's uh, it's because Trump is greedy. Well, let's let's flip that around a little bit and say federal employees are greedy, and so we should we should start with they're making more than the private sector, and you know they don't they don't provide enough services obviously otherwise they wouldn't need more money all the time um <laughs> yeah so they 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 they're failures and they're making more money than than the private sector that actually provides things for people um and they want more money so i would say no they deserve a pay cut uh to bring them down to the private sector level to give and and give the private sector uh, a break a tax break um, yeah, that's where I would start. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start with, uh, you know, whether Trump is stealing or not. Okay. And I would say that's, that is noble of you to, to try to bring it around where you're trying to, I guess, persuade them more in this direction. Um, but I've always been on the extreme, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I the, the ultimate, the ultimate truth is, yeah, they're stealing money and, and if they steal less money, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's obvious to us, but not not to other people. <laughs> right. And so I'm not I'm I I, I leave it to, I leave it to people like you to inch people back, you know, towards towards more freedom and more liberty. Um, and I and I stick to like ult, I stick to ultimate truths and and truisms and realisms and a priori facts to just point out that you know you you have you have to start recognizing the facts and start understanding the truths. Um, you know, and the truth shall set you free, um, because when 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 you can relieve yourself of the cognitive dissonance of believing falsities uh, instead of truisms, um, then then your you, your path back to freedom uh, and anarchy will be more swift, uh, because there's there's less of that cognitive dissonance holding you back, right? With with that aspect of it, you got to go like issue by issue, right? Well, no, no, no. Here here's another issue where. Um, you know, where, where we can talk about the, uh, the, 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 the practicalities and the pragmatic way, you know, uh, of doing it. Um, or I can teach you to recognize truth when you see it. And then I don't have to hand, hold your hand through every issue. Much like, much like the gentleman last week, right. Who wants his hand held through every issue. Well, if you can come up with a way, uh, if you can come up with a way to solve my problems, um, I'll be glad to look at your alternatives, but until then, I'm going to continue to advocate stealing from people, right? And, and so I got to. So if I if I was more pragmatic about it, 
right? I'd have to hold his hand through every little issue that he had and said, well, here in the free market, here's how this issue could be solved. You know, or here's, here's another example. And then, and then I'm the central planner, you know, telling him how things ought to be done. Um, where if I can get him to recognize the fact that stealing is wrong and that other words for stealing, right. To, to help you feel better about yourself, about your stealing is still stealing. And so it's wrong, right. Then maybe things will start to click um, when you can recognize what the theft is doing overall, especially those advocating like peace and civility, right? We want peace. We want civility. We want everyone to get along, right? Then stop fucking stealing from people and maybe you'll have a better shot of getting there. Oh no, it's not stealing. We're just taking it from them because this other guy needs it. In my book, that's stealing. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to play semantical games with you on how, you know, if, if we could just get a, if we could just get them to like look a little bit more on our perspective of things, right? Well, our perspective is that stealing and stealing is wrong. And that should be the end of the discussion. If you also agree that stealing is wrong, well, then you should be on my side, right? The fact that you think stealing is wrong and you're not on my side means, honestly, there's something wrong with you. And, and there's some <laughs> cognitive dissonance in your head because we should be on the same page. And I'm the only one coming to the logical conclusion that if stealing is wrong, we shouldn't be stealing from people. MC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think there, there are probably more people that don't agree that stealing is wrong that don't agree right I, th I think there's a lot of people like when it comes down to it like theft is perfectly okay oh yeah 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 and but especially I... especially if if they need it and and uh and and they've gotten the abundance of it and, and then you just walk into the store and you take it yeah i there, there's definitely a handful of people like that but i i i like i said earlier i think i i think the general the general nature of humanity is a recognition that it is in fact wrong, which is, which is why they skirt the issue or change the language. Right. It's because oh, that's just, they, they that can't reconcile. It it. Yeah. It, it doesn't reconcile it with their core ethics. I, I don't know. I don't know about the core ethics thing. Okay. I don't know. I'm not, I, again, I'm not saying for everybody, but I, I think a lot of people on the left, um, if you were to walk up from them and like steal their wallet, they would say like, no, well, that's, that's mine. It's wrong. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to go donate this to the homeless guy. Right. They would have a problem with that. Right. It's not, it's not okay just well, because you're going to donate it to the homeless guy. Well, like they, sure, they recognize it. They, they just, they would, they would say because they don't have 10, like if they had 10 wallets and you stole one of their wallets, they might be like, yeah, okay. You're going to give it to homeless guy, whatever. Okay. But and that, that's the way they see it. They see it. Well, because, I'm, I'm worthless and I've only got one wallet uh, and I, you know, and I can, I can't provide for myself and I have to get subsidies and welfare and stuff like that. Then you shouldn't steal from me. You should, it's, it's, it's okay to steal from people with, with plenty. Okay. Uh, somebody even made a song about that. I think it was uh, Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Uh, and he said, uh, it's okay to steal from the mouths of decadence. Um, but he was talking about bread. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, th that's the way they think. Like, oh, well, you know, all I need is some bread. So I, it's totally okay to steal it from you because you, you're rich. Yeah. You, know, you got, you got wine and everything else. And I, I just want some bread. Right. And I, and so I, and, and I, and I still, <laughs> I would still consider that a justification. 
right? Oh, yeah, they, sure. They, it, they it, still, it, they still recognize not... that stealing is wrong, and then they justify by saying, well, because he has more, that now makes stealing okay. But the, 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 the core of thievery, I think, is still inherent in most people. Not all. I, I'll, I'll grant you not all. I'm but sure that's what I'm trying to say is I don't, yeah. I don't think they – and maybe this is it. They don't have a core, <laughs> right? Okay. There is, right. there is no core. They're just hollow. Like okay. They haven't really <laughs> got there, like mentally, to 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 pin down like like you know how much theft is bad, or you know how much is okay to steal, or, you know whatever. Because right well, now, yeah. well, the US, one guy said about about halfway there, right, 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 right on the cusp of socialism, but not quite crossing over is is the sweet spot to theft. Sure, but put that in, in a number. Um, uh, you know, in, in the U.S., like theft is is like really high, and it's getting worse. Um, even when when Trump says there's going to be tax breaks, there isn't really because it's just adding to the national debt because it's still spending. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, theft is really high, and uh, and uh, so so is there a number? And that's why I said there's there's no core because they haven't thought about it. It's just like, well, we'll steal as much as we can until we can't steal anymore. <laughs> until somebody makes a stop. Until until there's a revolution, you know. And that's why I said, like, on the, you know, back to the very beginning. Yeah. It's it's really about a time scale. Like, there is no, there is no republic. Until it's the rich just, start leaving your state. There is no oligarchy. There is no anarchy. It's just it's just things constantly in flux. And you know, here we are. We are where we are. And so we should live the best we can. Uh, and and try to get other people to 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 live you know good noble lives also. Yeah, I I I would say that's kind of the like the the core of the show too, right? It's it's what's your anarchist experience? How are how are you living your daily life? Um, you know the the most anarchist way possible to the best of your ability, right? I mean I'm not I I don't I don't think there's anyone who's like a hundred percent all the way there, but everyone does their best. Right. If you know, un- unless you're unless you're out on, you know, public land that nobody's homesteaded and the government doesn't control and out there foraging for fruits and berries and, and you know, wildlife. Um, may- maybe you have like the 100 percent anarchist cred, uh, but most places in the world, someone's claiming control over the land and will kick you off somewhere, uh, you know, if if they found you. Uh, it would, and I also uh, we've advocated for agorism uh, on the show. Um, basically since its inception as a way to provide alternatives to, you know, to, to, to state run services, right? If, if, if there's, if there's something that the state is doing, that's non-essential and you can do better, um, and, and get the, get the world and your community ready for a world without the state, um, then, then be, you know, start doing that and have that rise up already. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, underground farming or or you know the the food truck on the side of the road or you know uh medical care right you know anything like that um i didn't post it as show prep but i thought it was hilarious uh did did you see that one uh article i put uh, posted mc um the florida man if if that's your thing where they were uh they they cut a hole in their fucking trailer uh to make it a drive-through window to sell drugs so so it wouldn't be suspicious when um, you know, when, when cops saw people going in and out of the house too much like that, that's suspicious, right? People coming and going from the house to buy drugs is, is suspicious. So, so let's put up a drive through window. Um, and I look at that as like, you know, customer service, capitalism, and entrepreneurship. 
Um, but other people look at it as like those bad people selling drugs. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it's, they're providing a service, um, you know, for, for their customers, uh, in lieu of, of, you know, in, in, in lieu of something else. Right. And I go, well, if, if, you know, if the state, you know, if the state isn't giving you medical care and you need drugs for whatever reason, um, it's good to have someone who's willing to take the risk and to sell it to you, even if it's at a premium, right? If, if, if you're, if you're looking to get a ride somewhere, um, and you, you know, you're, you're not able to take yourself, um, it's good that, you know, we have services like Uber and Lyft and Arcade City and any, any other Jitney cab service that's willing to provide that for you, uh, in lieu of, of getting the state for help, right? Uh, Another big one was uh, cell 411, right? And if you're in an emergency situation and you don't want to call the cops, ambulance, or fire department, uh, call your friends, uh, and hopefully some of them will show up and, and help you out. So providing services like that uh, in lieu of state-funded services, right, is, is, always, is always looked at as a good thing um, in my mind, right? You know, if you're growing vegetables and you can sell them without going to the farmer's market and you just have people come to your house to buy food from you, by all means, do it because then you then you're not relying on you know the state welfare programs to get food and all that other nonsense. So, any any alternative to the state um, should be explored openly um, so that people see that there is an alternative and can utilize those. MC. All right, I'm out of ideas. I think we're out of show. Oh, we're, that happens sometimes. Yeah, good on us. Uh, no headlines this week. Uh, final thoughts. Nope. All right, let's wrap it then. That'll do it for us. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. Uh, if you want to see the headlines that we did have available, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience. Join in on the discussion there. Uh, Twitter.com slash theanarchistexp. Um, if you want to donate to the show financially, Patreon is the place to do it, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Maybe. Peace.